0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Industrial Automation, It Doesn't Have To. This is Brandon Ellis. In today's episode, we've been talking about overcoming labor shortages and how money's cheap, but we need to talk about return on investment, ROI, and what does that really look like with today's reemergence from the pandemic. So join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Industrial Automation, It Doesn't Have To. In case you're new, I'm Brandon Ellis, and I'm your host and also the owner of Elotech. As we jump into today's episode, I just want to ask you to hit that follow button and subscribe button, depending on the platform that you're listening on. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you hear today, please go to the show page, scroll to the bottom, and leave the podcast a five-star rating and review. Now that we've got the marketing out of the way, I want to say thanks for tuning in. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to Industrial Automation. It doesn't have to. I'm your host, Brandon Ellis, and I'm here with Miss Beth Elliott, our marketing manager. Hey, Beth.
1: Howdy, Brandon. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's July. Oh, it's nice and hot.
0: Welcome to July, everyone. If you're getting this uh, podcast on the day that it released, which hopefully you are, it is July, and the heat's been with us already, especially in the upper uh, northwestern oh, United States. Darn. Um, they, they've been having record, record temperatures. So probably uh, uh, wreaking havoc on some of the condition monitoring systems up there in oh, Seattle they, and no Portland. Doubt. Because suddenly uh, those systems are thinking maybe a bearing's going bad <laughs> when the fact is the whole weather is bizarre. Uh, so hopefully you haven't had any chicken little inc- incidences up there uh, if you've uh, got those systems in place. But um, hopefully that's an anomaly as well. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Hey, I just want to do a quick shout-out, if I may. Please. Uh, to our employees, Elitech employees, we have been blessed by the Lord above for with, with a lot of good work over the last uh, quarter, and uh, I'm happy about that and thankful for that, but I also realize that it's a lot of hard work. And so, guys, thanks for all you do for L-Tech. Uh So Joe, Alan, Todd, Julie, Brian, you, Beth— was- Timberley, Wesley, Wesley. Yeah. Um, they're all doing a great job for us, uh, those in particular, because they've really got a lot on their shoulders. So uh, thank you very much uh, for all you do. I just want to acknowledge that today. So um, anybody you want to
1: acknowledge or anything? I just uh just appreciative for, yes, and I, I do appreciate the team that is together. They're, they're, they're fantastic.
0: Go team. Yes. So, yes, thank you very much for that. So it's been an interesting June uh, as we, we've we rolled to the end of June, and now we're going into Ju- July. Uh, a lot of interesting things happening. We continue to be in the throes of the material shortages we discussed, uh, yeah. the semiconductor shortages, uh, which were supposed to. Remember my news program a couple of podcasts ago told me Ju- June 15th? Yeah. uh uh-uh, it didn't happen. No. And so— uh uh, here we are, uh, and we're still enduring this. And then, of course, the resin shortage continues. Um, a lot of shortages on tool steels and aluminum are still undergoing. And, you know, a lot of that, I think, if we break it down to brass tacks, uh, is an extension of what we've been talking about the last few podcasts, which is labor shortage. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult to to make the truck. It's different. It's not that that we've run out of aluminum in the ground. It's not that, you know, the silicones run out or anything like that, or the resin trees or whoever makes resin, wherever it comes from, has run out. It's just that the people to be able to produce that is part of the question uh, or part of the issue. And so that kind of brings us into Today's title? Today's topic. Yes.
1: So So today's title is Industrial Automation. It doesn't have to be a loss. We're going to be talking about return on investment. So. ROI. Yes.
0: (laughs) No, that's not it either. No. (laughs) See, this happened last time. I've got to label these.
1: (laughs) That's perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. R-O-I. Okay. So for those of you who are new to the program, (laughs) uh, I have control of the sound pads and have because Beth has not figured out a way to take them away from me. Uh, But uh, uh, we've had some... Kind of serious podcast, the last few, and so the last one I actually made up for my soundpad uh, use, or lack of, lack thereof, uh, but I don't have them labeled. But this soundpad is reserved for acronyms. Yes. And so this acronym, ROI. Stands for return on investment, and we love acronyms in this industry. And so, um, but return on investment (ROI) is mm-hmm. what we're talking about, and how that looked. The focus is going to be how uh, how that looked before the pandemic,
1: and then how do you adjust now?
0: What's your perspective needs to needs to be today? And, yeah. and of course, the major difference, other than the fact that we went through a, pan, a horrible pandemic as a country and as a, a planet. Um, what what we're dealing with right now on top of is if there's not enough yeah. of the material shortages and things of that nature is also a labor shortage, severe labor shortage. And so it, I think, brandology, I think that you are forced to change your perspective, not stop doing an ROI calculation, but change your perspective on what that calculation or the emphasis of that calculation mm-hmm. needs to be compared to what we used to do. Yeah, and so that's what we want to discuss today. Um, but
1: first...
0: Yes. The training center has opened.
1: Yeah, we had our first training class for the Red Lion. Yeah,
0: Red Lion Red Controls. Lion?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I actually had the privilege of teaching that class. We had a great group, smart guys, uh, did, a, did a lot of great things. And, and so I just love I, I love getting to teach those classes. Now, why, Brandon, were you teaching the class? Well, I've used Red Lion for the longest of anyone in our company. I've been using Red Lion products, uh, implementing them, selling them, whatever, uh, for probably 20, 25 years. Oh, so
1: you know a thing or two, huh? Well, I do know a thing <laughs> or two.
0: But in this case, their plant has older systems. Okay. And so both of their plant it was the same company, but two different plants. And uh, so I'm the only one old enough <laughs> to remember how the older systems worked. Um, and so we kind of made it pretty cool. We, we went through the older systems, but then we also looked at the newer ways of how it'd be done with the newer equipment. We talked about obsolescence and transitions and those kind of things. We had some extra time at the end. So it was a good training overall and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, they, they pressed me, stretched me a little bit on my memory and, and capability, but we, we learned together on those little spots and had some good times. And then the concessions, of course, everybody hats off to Beth Elliott because Beth takes care of our training center. Uh, and so she's kind of the behind-the-scenes, the woman behind the curtain, if you will, uh, when uh, when it comes to that. And so you had the concession stand in full effect, you had the drinks, the snacks. We had the popcorn machine all fired up and ready to go, but this group turned out wasn't a popcorn, weren't popcorn fans. They didn't really want the popcorn. They they. Wanted to stick to the snacks. Actually, they were a healthy bunch. They
1: were, because there's a lot of <laughs> snacks left. I tried to push them on them, and they wouldn't take them. Yeah,
0: but I, I, I put a dent in on myself, <laughs> so i got a sweet tooth. But but thank you for that and the great job you did. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, I think they really enjoyed it. We got great reviews. But the training center is now open, so we have not uh, thrown out our schedule yet, but we'll be putting that together soon as we start revamping. So, um, so yay, Tech University. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Looking forward to getting that. It was nice to get it dusted off and see people in here again.
0: <laughs> well, that and make sure everything still worked. True. So we had some cobwebs to get out of the system. <laughs> but today we're talking about ROI, return on investment. And so automation in general, uh, traditionally, we we uh, most any of your production engineering, production engineering or, or business unit managers, plant managers, uh, we do an, a return on investment calculation or they do, but typically anybody in the industry uh, does a return on investment. So... And basically what that means is I'm going to make an investment. What's my return going to be? How quickly will I, will I get the money back into my pocket based upon savings or increased production or increased profits, those kind of things? And so traditionally we, in automation, we have focused on one of the – just so happens that they have focused on one of my four reasons to automate for my brandology and from that you can equate you're trying to equate value right mm-hmm. in order for the return on investment may not be dollar for dollar as far as i'm going to give you 10 you give me 20 it could be i'm going to give i'm going to invest 10 but through increased sales and through increased production quicker setups you know lower uh, changeover times those kind of things we're getting more product out the door, therefore it's equating to more profits, which that's where your return comes into play. Mm-hmm. And so it may not be an immediate. I send ten dollars out and you mail me twenty dollars back. Uh, it you have to look at it different ways, and so we've always had to do that. But the focus has almost always been increased production, increased production, increased production. <laughs> Um, you've heard the adages and, and, if you're an associate working on the line, you've probably even been guilty of saying it or thinking it at least automation means they're trying to replace my job. They're trying to get rid of me in the past. Automation meant we're trying to increase production, which means get more out of the line without adding people mm-hmm. or maybe, uh, unfortunately there have been times that they have reduced people. That's not where we are right now. The focus, if your focus is still on increased production, you're, it's a good goal to have, but it's not necessarily the correct goal, in my opinion. My opinion is, and it's it's not on, again, we traditionally always have said reduce labor, but we've been, you and I have been saying, that doesn't mean reduce labor, get rid of them. That means reclassify labor. Mm-hmm. So we're changing brandology, point number three, to reclassify labor. You have to change your mind and get your mind around that, because today we have a labor shortage. Mm -hmm. And so increasing production is not the goal. Creation of labor is the goal. And I say creation, not just reclassification, because there's companies out there with job openings that have no applications coming in. Mm -hmm. So it's an absence of labor And now the whole ROI has to flip a little bit on its head because it's not about what's my return on investment. It's how am I going to survive? Yeah. And survival is a whole different picture of an ROI. And so I want to talk about some of those things. You've done some great research uh, on this. Uh, You know, so we talk about understanding the full investment of what's involved. You need to do that. You still need to do that step. So walk us through that step, understanding the investment. Oh,
1: well, you you know all your safety and your vision systems and your end of arm tooling that 's got to be involved in the total cost as well as you know getting the robot or the machine right and the integration and then you know your ongoing maintenance for that sure that 's got to be considered as well so
0: those those costs need to be considered, but also I think you 're starting to kind of act like me in some some regards because what I think you 're trying to say is. You got to take the salesiness out, and when I say that I say this if someone shows up and says you can have this robot for fifty thousand dollars forty five thousand dollars that's not your whole cost no. so you have to look at and that that was true just as true before as it is now yeah. you got to understand that um, honestly a lot of what folks do I do is if someone says give me a quick ballpark budget for what this is going to cost I do a quick roll up of what I think the hardware cost is going to be and I multiply it by 3 usually your hardware cost is roughly a third of the overall cost of the of the project now that that often will give a high watermark especially if if you're uh, integrators, machine builders, distributors are, are allowed to come in and work with you and kind of sharpen their pencils, we say, and, and, and get things worked out, especially as we do come in and sit down and say, okay, what parts can you do? Can you provide? Can you do this cheaper than we can or for less less expensive or using your people, your facilities management people, your folks to do this stuff so you don't have an outside person having to pay them to do it? Now, if you've got a labor issue, you, you, you may not have that. It may not matter. But sometimes it's about what forms of labor are we suffering from, right? Mm-hmm. So you may have ample maintenance teams. And if the lines aren't able to run because of we don't have line associates, you know, production associates to run the, the line, if that's our labor shortage, then we may have maintenance people that are kind of
1: not having much to out, do because yeah.
0: they don't have lines to running. Mm-hmm. So um, we can use them to do what they're skilled to do, to run communications cables, to run I.O. cables, to wire things up, to hang things in the ceiling, to to do power drops, air drops, those kind of things. Uh, so uh, you can certainly get that down. But if you want a high watermark for an outside integrator, usually three times, just make sure your hardware estimation is correct. And that's, that's, that's to your point, safety vision systems and arm tooling. A lot of times when we're thinking of a robot, we might forget about, you know, having to put light curtains or guarding or anything around it. We might, have to, might forget about the stand that it's got to be on yeah. and having to fabricate that. Fixturing and all that kind of stuff. End of arm tooling, of course, but also the fixturing that's going to hold the part. In-feed, out-feed, material handling, all that kind of thing. And so all those things need to be figured in. But once you have that kind of rolled up in your in your mind, multiply it by three, and that'll give you an idea of what that's going to cost you. Uh, by today's standards, I think that's still adequate or okay. accurate. Um, so that, that determines then your overall uh, investment, but uh, but now what is your reason for automating? And so that's where you got to come in and talk about what are you expecting to get from it. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, like I said, I think we always look at increased production, production gains. That seems to be the first thing every way we look at. If I make this investment, how much more things can
1: I get out the door? What are you hearing now? Are you hearing increased production or are you hearing we need people? I'm hearing we need people. Yeah.
0: I'm hearing we can't even make the truck. We're not even looking at increasing production. We're looking at Just making maintaining. Our, yeah. Okay. Just making our production numbers. Okay. Um, and then they're also trying not to have all their people quit.
1: Yeah.
0: Because many of our customers that I've talked to as recently as earlier this week, they're, they're running 125, 150 percent production with the people that they've got so
1: what does that mean
0: that means you're not working they're going way day. over
1: they're going way over aren't that they? means everybody's working overtime. overtime
0: which means you're working seven days a week sometimes three shifts seven days a week people are getting paid overtime but us as human beings are we're you not meant continue. to work all the yeah. time
1: yeah
0: uh, even the bible you know the lord took a day of rest so you've got you got to have at least one day off a week and there's a lot of people right now that are that are having, forcing, you know, just to, to make the trucks to, to meet. Because there's a demand. There is demand. And there's supply, doggone it. There is. There's resin. There's, there's semiconductor material. It's just who is there the in between to make it all work. And so labor is extremely important. But if it's in short supply, what do you do? You yeah. have to create labor. And so... Now, that's where everyone starts thinking, okay, I have an application. I could automate it. Let's say that that automation is in the form of a robot. I'm not even going to get into industrial versus collaborative right now. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's got cost. Yeah. If your viewpoint is, my focus, my problem is I don't have enough labor. I don't have the time. I can't make the trucks. I don't have the money to focus on or spend on automating right now. I think that's a that's a pretty doom and gloom choice because what are you saying? What's going to happen? You can't keep killing the people that you're working. They're going to quit. Yeah. You can't keep um, just pretending like there's not a problem when you're missing trucks. You're in a downward spiral at that point from a from just a profitability and general business management standpoint. So, what are we talking about right now? Well, if the rates were 10, 15, 20 percent interest right now, you I'd probably be with you. Yeah. You can't you can't afford that easily. But they're not. And so that's what we're gonna talk about some more as we go on. So you, you've gotta examine your current processes and you've got to decide what makes sense and what doesn't. And so we're gonna to get to this, but I'm gonna go ahead and give you a little mm-hmm. bit of a spoiler. We're talking about reclassification of labor by the creation of labor through automated systems. That means we can reclassify. If we can reclassify a person that had a a cost, that has a a cost as a a person as far as their, you know, general cost, their their payroll, their benefits, all the things that come into play. If we can reclassify that person to now have an extra load of people on a process that actually it does cost, you know, your hardware when you add it up, take it times three cost in the millions versus one that cost in the, you know, Quarter of a million, hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollar. Then now all of a sudden, um, you get an you get an a, an extension of your ROI is the fact that now I don't have to spend multi millions to automate this pro- product because now I have people that can work on it because mm-hmm. I reclassified them there. And so we can put them there, and that longer ROI is not something we have to endure, but in doing that and moving them, maybe doing a quick retrain or something like that to get them onto those processes, we can now take these lower uh, level, more menial tasks, automate them at lower cost, and our ROI now suddenly is less than a year. And we're going to go through the numbers, but money's cheap. But more importantly, you're taking a fixed asset person, even if you give them a raise, a bump and raise, and you put them on a system that used to have a two-year, three-year, four-year ROI because it was so expensive to automate, but now you have people to work on that. Yeah. Then you're, you're offsetting that spending requirement. And so that in itself should be figured into an ROI. Before COVID, where we had... 135 job openings, and 200 applications, that probably doesn't make sense to even think about. Yeah. But today's different. And that's the point of today's podcast. Industrial automation, it doesn't have to be a loss. And what we're talking about, a loss on your return, because right now your return is instant. If you think about the fact that I'm in a downward spiral and this is going to save our business, because now if you're, if you're not, if you don't have demand, then you don't have a problem. Well, you have a big problem.
1: (laughs) Uh, You don't have a customer base. bigger than the ROI.
0: (laughs) But the vast majority of people that we're talking with in manufacturing right now have ample demand. Their problem is getting their products produced fast enough to get it on the truck and without killing their people Mm -hmm. and and then a shortage of people. And so uh, I know I'm belaboring this, but it's different. It's just a different problem that we have. So how to calculate... Your ROI with automation. Yeah. Do you want to go through that? Let's go through the traditional means and I'll try to not jump in, but I may jump in a little bit when I sure. say, you know, that's got to change or this got to change, but let, walk us through it.
1: Okay. So the traditional way is, um, so you look at the robot system usage. So you get how many shifts, you know, how many days will it operate and how many weeks in the year will it operate? Sure. So if you take the current annual labor costs, and you include the benefits and all that stuff. So if you have two operators per shift and they're running sh- three shifts, that would be six operators, sure. right? And if they they cost you know forty five grand a year, then you multiply the forty five grand by the six operators, and that's two hundred seventy thousand dollars. Okay. Now that's pre COVID. This is, well,
0: <laughs> and that, that's a huge point. Uh, thank you for making that point because why is that pre-COVID? Well, what are we having to do? Um, if if you, ha- good for you if you have not if you if you live a lifestyle stay away from social media and the news. But it is fairly accurate that a lot of a lot of manufacturers right now are having to offer bonuses, they're having to increase hourly wages, they're having to provide benefits where they maybe didn't before or didn't have to before. These are all—this is real money, and they're having to do that to attract um, labor, mm-hmm. to attract people to come to them versus someone else. Unfortunately, when they pick somebody away and get and they win a person, somebody else is losing mm-hmm. an opportunity to a person. But what that means is, I, I would say uh, that that estimation, and that's an average uh, across the whole United States, I'm sure, forty five thousand for for uh, you know a, a production worker. And again, re- now production workers, that doesn't mean that you're making forty five thousand dollars a year. Oh no, that that's includes all the, all the benefits. benefits and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So you know, um, I'm not trying to say that maybe you do deserve forty five thousand dollars a year. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is just a general calculation. And so I think that that forty five thousand dollars. A year we're going to see this as 2021 progresses. We take new averages into the year. It's probably going to bump up some. I don't know how much. Uh, maybe it bumps up to 50. Maybe as much as 55. But let's leave that the same for now. Let's assume right now labor costs the same as it costs on average pre-COVID. And let's and let's walk through this.
1: Okay. All right. So that was uh, for, Again, for two hundred seventy thousand dollars for the labor.
0: Two operators per shift on, on a, running a, a process. Mm-hmm. And then there's three shifts, so that's where you get six operators, forty five thousand mm-hmm. a year with including benefits is going to basically that process, each you know that running that machine for three shifts a day annually is going to cost you two hundred seventy thousand dollars mm-hmm. a year, right? Okay, keep yes. going. Yes.
1: All right. So, uh, so you d- determine the next step is to determine the total cost of the system, and like you said, uh, so the cost of a robot. Uh, you take that and multiply it by three, basically.
0: And again, it's not just the cost of the robot. It's the cost of all those other items as well, right? All the hardware.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So,
0: But let's the, assume we can do it for the cost okay, of the robot. Okay, the
1: cost of the robot and you multiply the cost per robot by the number of robots and then triple that figure to get an estimate of the total system cost for a basic drop-in replacement of an operator. Does that make sense to you?
0: It does make sense. But remember, when we're multiplying by three, we're not just saying this is how much a robot would cost. We're saying... This is the cost of the robot, the cost of the environment tooling, the cost of the, the safety and engineering and programming and integration and all those
1: all kind that, of things. All that good stuff.
0: So, so this is what you're – this is an estimator of your total this – is, this is what you're going to write a check for to an integration company or a machine build company. You're trying to get an estimate on that.
1: Yeah, so uh,
0: – Now, you can certainly go out and have people come in and quote it and all that kind of stuff. That's the best way to do this. But if you're going to do a quick assessment, mm-hmm. but if you say – the, the robot and everything cost uh, $45,000, including integration and everything. You may be off if you didn't
1: include... All that other stuff.
0: No, and I'm not talking about... So, so what you're trying to... You're trying to use the hardware to estimate all of the integration and, and startup mm-hmm. cost, okay? And so usually that comes down to engineering and labor, right? Uh-huh. Uh, engineering is design, programming, all that kind of stuff, and labor is just what we have to do to put it all together and install it and that kind of thing. And so if you're, if you only figure the robot is 45,000 and don't figure everything else and take that times three, then you have forgotten safety, guarding, again, the end of arm tooling, all the stuff that we said, and it's not getting figured in. So you're going to be too low. Yeah. But for me and you today, we're going to say, let's just use 45,000 based upon this system, which is probably the cost of just the robot. Okay. Maybe it's a little cost of the robot plus a little bit of arm tooling and stuff. So maybe it's a collaborative system. So we're going to assume we have minimal guarding.
1: Oh, yeah. It's got to have a
0: little. $45,000, as I'm saying, is a heck of a deal to automate a process. If you can get the process in there for $45,000 uh, for the ro- just. The, I mean, that's your total hardware cost. And then you take that times three, what's it going to be? 135000 Yeah. If you can get that done, what we're going to show is, what I'm going to show you is your ROI is so, 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 so st- stinking short. Uh, in, by pre-COVID numbers, then we're going to apply that to where, so we're, where we are now.
1: Do you think that that's lowballing the the robot system? The yeah. forty-five grand. I think
0: so because the so robot itself costs forty-five, and you still got to do end-of-arm tooling, programming, and installation. But your your example, let's go with it. Let's see where this goes. So, just so everybody listeners understand, uh, Beth has said the cost of the robot itself is forty-five thousand. I think that's accurate. But you have to have the whole I system. I think we're not figuring in all the rest of the system. But let's use that number and see where we go and and just have fun with it. Also, because you got all the math done, and I don't have to do math. Okay. Um, so,
1: well, you already said it. It's hundred
0: thirty-five grand. $135,000. $135, so that's three times 45000 So we're saying our hardware basis cost is going to be forty-five grand. So if you're trying to do budgets— before you call anybody and say, come in and look at this process, yeah. you're trying to do budgets. We're gonna do that based upon one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Again, I think that's a little that's on low. The low side, but let's just see what happens. Okay,
1: okay. So then there's gonna to have to be somebody that operates that or maintains that robot system, right? So you you estimate, you know, ten to twenty five percent of your current labor costs.
0: So take the high, high number twenty five percent twenty five
1: percent so so your labor costs were two hundred seventy thousand and you take twenty five percent of that it's sixty seven thousand five hundred
0: so what you're saying is is that just because you automate a process it doesn't mean you all
1: your labor's gone
0: right you don't you don't realize a hundred percent reduction in labor yeah. and that and that's absolutely true because somebody even if somebody so just got to you'd mentioned maintenance but even if the robot doesn't have any problems it can't go out and get you know, a box of new material and carry I, it over to its. No,
1: wait a bit. What about an AGV? Well, <laughs>
0: like, okay, but now you're, you, you, your, your hardware cost has gone up. But it has. Uh, let's leave that as a secondary project, okay. secondary problem. Let's assume we're going to retain a person. Okay to uh, be what, what I refer to, and I've always heard referred to by production engineers, manufacturing engineers, as a water spider. Basically, you've seen a water spider on the yeah, pond, how it moves yeah. around really quick. Their job is to, a lot of times they're riding things. Now, AGVs are starting to be used in in conjunction with them, but uh, their job is just to run, basically run a path. They're like the mailmen, uh, okay. mailmen, the postal workers. Uh, they're, they're running a path and delivering product, and then picking up product that's finished, and and they drop the finished goods off in the finished goods area, or at the next process, or whatever. And then they run around and pick up raw materials and bring that back and start loading that in. And so they're tending the system. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, that's where we're. That's where I think that ten to 15, 10 to twenty-five percent of labor. You're still going to need somebody so, to tend the machine. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. So so that means we can raw numbers two hundred seventy thousand dollar reduction, but we're not going to lose all of that. We're going to have to maintain 10 to 25%. You took the high number on this. So Mm -hmm. we went low on the hardware, high on the the people, you know, the the labor reduction. What we're doing is we're doing like a worst case, right? And if it still makes sense after this- you you need to go ahead and write the check today, okay, so let's keep rolling, so we're gonna we're gonna say we still are gonna have to spend sixty seven thousand five hundred dollars yeah. on labor,
1: yeah, but your labor savings are two hundred and two thousand and five hundred dollars two
0: hundred and seventy thousand was the total if you could get rid of it all mm-hmm. minus sixty seven thousand five hundred means that we're gonna realize our realized benefits gonna be two hundred and two thousand five hundred okay,
1: yeah, yeah, and so. You take your labor savings and then your operator for the cost of the system mm-hmm. and subtract that, and it's
0: $135,000 in the first year. So that's your return. That's how much money you make back. So yeah. you've invested 135000 and then you're going to get the $135,000 back in a year, so it's one-year ROI. Mm-hmm. And so, again, most of the time, traditionally, we would look at this in terms of increased production. Yeah, That's where the rub comes in. We just talked about that. Increased production, it can be your focus, but that means you've got all the labor that you need. Yeah. Okay? And if you're that plant, congratulations. Yeah.
1: Take care of the people you got.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know a plant like that right now. Mm -hmm. All the plants that I'm coming to contact with have severe labor shortages. And so now all of a sudden, increasing production is not what they're saying. If I come in and say are you looking at, how, how are you looking at increasing production? They're going to say, we're just trying to get back above water. Uh, running 150% means that you're not, your head's not above water, and you're going to have to come up and take, take a breath of mm-hmm. air. Uh, and your people are too. I mean, you've got to you got to have that. So now all of a sudden it's a, it's a focus on creation of labor. And so how can we go about doing that? Let's run the numbers here. So... You've been hearing me say, money's cheap, money's cheap, money's cheap. Now's the time, now's the time. Rates will go up. You know why? Inflation. And if you're pretty much anywhere in the United States, but definitely here in eastern
1: Tennessee. Oh, you see it already.
0: Yeah, Houses are, are selling for 100000 more than people paid for them just a few years ago. Guys, that's not that your house is suddenly more valuable. No. It's because the dollar has less purchasing power. We call that it inflation. It's taking more dollar bills to purchase what it took there, than what it took, you know, some years ago.
1: There's also a lot of demand here as well.
0: There's huge demand. And so you have demand, you have no no supply, so first rule of economics supply and demand. So prices go up from that as well. But really what that comes down to is is that's inflation. If we if if our if we can never get the supply demand Equaled out, equaled out, or in balance, then everybody's just spending more and more money, and now the the cost is inflating, mm-hmm. and it's taking more dollar bills to buy that house, which means now you can invert that and say money is worth less than it was some years ago, and that's the definition of inflation. And and unfortunately, as inflation works, that that the more things that get affected, we're talking about housing, but the more things that get infected, uh, affected it hurts more people like, for example, 401Ks, retirement accounts, and things of that nature. Because if 10 years ago, $100,000 could buy this home, but today it takes $200,000 bills to buy this home, then if 10 years ago you had $100,000 in your retirement account, and today it's not worth it's only worth half that, then it's worth $50,000. So you've lost value. And if you're getting close to retirement, That's no bueno. Mm -hmm. And so that's inflation. And so uh, inflation has to be figured in. But right now, and so as inflation goes up, traditionally, rates will go up. So uh, I don't know that there's an economic analyst out there that's not saying rates are going to go up. And they're expecting them to go up next year, 2022. Labor shortages here today. If I can show, if you're um, a manufacturer and you can show, I've got ample demand. Hello, Mr. Banker. I have ample demand. I have ample supply. But I am lacking in labor. I can create labor by spending, what do we say here, $135,000. Can you give me a one-year loan at prime plus one, prime plus two? Prime right now is 3.25%. That's the bank cost. So prime plus one, prime plus two. So you're looking at three, say four or 5% interest. If you run the numbers on that. Your total interest payout, even if you figure in a small inflation and stuff like that, on that over a year, you're probably looking at sixty five hundred to seven thousand dollars in interest. It's it's not that's much. Not, that's not in a year. That's a car loan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's what you pay per year on your car if you're paying four percent interest on your car loan. The bank would be like, Psh, I mean, you could pay just the interest only loan on that as long as you can show that you're going to have an ROI. Well, the ROI isn't about increased production. It's about making the truck. Mm-hmm. You have ample demand. You have ample supply. You need to get it out the door. So if we run that, here's what we come down to. So if we're replacing, you said six operators. Yes. But we're really keeping one. Yeah. So replacing six operators, if we got them all, would be essentially with, with one robot system for or automated system for 135000 would be essentially like having one employee that cost you, including benefits and everything, $22,500 per year.
1: Now, break that down. That's cheap. It is. So so you took the 135 dollars and divided it by six?
0: B- divided by six. Okay. W- which isn't isn't entirely accurate because you said it we're going to have to have, we're going to have to retain at least one of those six yeah. to, to tend the machine. So now we divide it by five. That's still $27,000. So getting a person, including benefits and everything, for $27,000 a year. Uh, that doesn't call in sick. Well, That's true. Um, but being able to reclassify those other people, oh yeah to that more expensive system it just begins to compound and pile up and so suddenly you're basically getting a person for twenty seven thousand dollars a year and and if I mean if they were available and you could get labor for twenty seven thousand dollars a year that would be a no brainer mm-hmm. well I'm not saying you need to pay your people less either no. We're saying take the people you have, take care of them, reclassify them, move them to that where the ROI is way out there, retrain them a little bit, send them here, we'll retrain them, whatever. Retrain them on their on their processes, retrain them on the stuff that they're using, retrain them on their maintenance side, whatever you've got to do. Make those investments now for this cheap, cheap money. And then look at what you're getting because that $135,000 then you just showed had a 1 year return. Mm-hmm. So that means in 1 year you have you've made your money back, okay? So what's the cost in year 2? Zero.
1: Well, energy maybe?
0: <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> yeah. And energy. So you're going to have but 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 I mean that comparatively is you're starting to get way down there. So everything past year 1 other than maintenance and upkeep mm-hmm. is profit. Yeah. So now you can start thinking. Well, what if I put two of these in? I replace instead of five operators. Since we're keeping one, if you do another one, you sh- you might still actually because it's really not a full operator, right? Yeah. Um, but let's say it is. You're replacing ten people. You're reclassifying ten people. Mm-hmm. So now you got ten people to go move to the higher, longer, uh, longer re- uh, return. Basically, the, the the automation doesn't make sense kind of processes. And that just is, again, to compound. It's, it's 10 people you didn't have to hire. Yeah. So that's real money. And now your payback uh, on each of those systems is a year, except that if you buy two either identical lines, identical robots, identical deals, I promise you, having come from the machine building and systems integration world, you can have, if you buy that together, if you go to the bank and say, I want, instead of a loan for $135,000... I want double that. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, which two two hundred seventy thousand? Which, by the way, is the cost original cost basis okay. of the of the the six operators. Mm-hmm. But if you say I want two of those now, instead of what sixty five hundred dollars, you're at thirteen thousand dollars in interest. That's, that's that's still pretty still good. cheap. <laughs> you still haven't even gotten to the cost of a single person. Yeah. And then after year one, you're just that's just money that's coming right back that you can start using on the next ROI. Uh, The next automated process and this Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so why is this such a big deal? You have to, if if you're not, if you've got ample supply, do not fall into the trap of saying we can't make the truck. Therefore, we don't have money and we can't make these investments. Now is the time, because if you decide to wait until 2022. It could be too late. It's not going to be four to five percent. It could be six, seven, eight percent. We don't know, yeah. but we we're fairly certain it's going to be higher. Um, so that also comes into not just automating processes, right? Mm-hmm. What else? We've talked a lot about condition monitoring systems and things of that nature. So, if you money's cheap right now, so downtime is a real cost. If you're having to spend more, if if it's just this can't be automated, or I'd like to automate it, but I need the extra cash. I can't get the loan or whatever making investments that may be be smaller, probably should be smaller investments into things like predictive monitoring systems, predictive maintenance systems that can now start predicting and reducing downtime occurrences, that's real money. Mm -hmm. So if you avoid a downtime cost, how much would that cost have been? I spoke to a person yesterday, a customer yesterday, about a condition monitoring system, and they said that if they can monitor what's going on with this specific, very... Intense process, and they can monitor. Uh, I don't know. Let's say uh, chillers or something like that, cooling system, something. Okay. Uh, if they can monitor those compressors or those those bearings on those drive systems, and they can adequately predict and do a predictive shutdown and replace them before losing whatever the item is that they you know that's really susceptible. Um, a downtime event, an unscheduled downtime event for that could be as much as one hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
1: Oh my goodness. That's incredible.
0: That's the cost of this. It is. So so that's money that you didn't have to spend, by re- and then by reducing those downtime or managing and predicting those downtime downtime uh, uh, events, assuming you're budgeting for those, mm-hmm. you can avoid the spending on those, and you'll find yourself with a bit of surplus. Take that. If you can't automate, take care of your people. You know, Raise their wages. Give them a little bit more benefits, that kind of stuff. Make it worthwhile to keep them. Mm-hmm. Or... If they're happy and you're already doing that, start looking at this and automating. Augment your interest-only loan or use it to pay the interest. Yeah. (laughs) You know, those kind of things. I mean, just reallocate your budgets. The, The point being, ROI is extremely important. How you calculate it is still about the same. But how you perceive those calculations has to change because we're not trying to increase production. We're trying to get our head above water so we can make the truck, so we can meet the demands that are being placed upon us. Ample supply, more than ample demand. We need more hands on deck, and they don't exist, so we're creating labor and money's cheap. Please, please, please consider that. Um, Whether you consider it from Elitech or anybody else who's in your local area if you're looking for an integrator that's that knows their stuff or a machine builder and you're not sure where to go we invite you to go to csia dot is it org I I'm, don't know I'm, exactly I'm pulling
1: that it's control uh, it's the Con- control system systems integrators association so
0: um, I'm sorry I we'll should put should the put the link on there mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm grabbing my phone I'm not supposed to Beth told me never to do this it should
1: be I think it's control S-Y-S, dot org.
0: is that it yeah I think you're right yeah, csia.org is Chimney Safety Institute. I know. Don't call them. Uh, let's see the CSIA. Hey, Lisa, I'm hollering out to you. So, because I'm dancing right now. So, Lisa Rector, if you if you know Lisa, uh, she is she's the marketing person over there. So, I'm sorry, Lisa. I know this an- answer, but I can't I can't get that. Can't top and talk about it at the same time. So here we go. It's going to be. Damn nabit That's one of your words, isn't it, Beth? Uh, this is CSI Exchange. Uh, we will get that link on for you. I'm sorry I pulled this on you, Beth. Uh, is it ControlSys.org? Is that what you said?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so www. I'm sorry I embarrassed you. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, I just wasn't prepared, and you're extremely prepared. And, and But that's the name of the game with our podcast, right? This is Freestyle. So here we go. Oh.
1: <laughs> Where's
0: my Freestyle music? Not going? that one. <laughs> Uh, well. Anyway, we're freestyling. So yes, uh, if you're looking for seriously, if you're looking for machine builder, systems integrator, uh, control systems, uh, see uh, controlsys.org is where you would go. Look at what's what's there. Look at the people that are that are members. A lot of great, great qualified people. But if you have people in your local area that you're working with, I guess what I'm saying is don't let don't let let, let the money, the investment scare you. If you've got the supply, if you've got the demand. Call the bank. I mean, a local bank. This thing you put here, the local bank will cover you on this. I would think so. <laughs> I mean, unless something's just really wrong, you can get through this. So no matter your size, whether you're, you're 50 employees or less, whether you're 5,000 employees or more, now's the time to do this. But change your perspective. Thank you so much for putting this together, Beth. Absolutely. Uh, ROI and what it meant pre-COVID versus post and re-emergent covid so that said what else do we need to talk about there's more to our outline uh we've got other things that beth has laid out here so other uh benefits that you can get i've been belaboring this thing about creation of labor creation of labor that's the number one thing create labor reclassify take care of the people you've got
1: i just thought you might have some uh tips that for consider for uh people might consider when they're automating but
0: hey just for funsies uh you know most of the time we we for r o i we um we would say traditionally a two year
1: yeah that's what that's what it was on there, but that's not the case right now,
0: for funsies, go ahead and say, well, we need a one year r o i you will find it today, you will find it right now today, I promise you you will because you know why you don't have labor, and so <sighs> The the payback is is nearly instant if you can get it. The other thing is you will increase productivity. You will decrease waste. You will increase your quality and consistency. You will improve the livelihoods of the labor that you have. You will likely increase your flexibility and quick setup. If you do the condition monitoring, you will improve your downtime uh, classifications and things of that nature. So automation... If used correctly, is extremely powerful. It has been in the in the past expensive, but the return now is is a whole. This new reemergement. Beth, honestly, it makes it, it just puts a whole new perspective mm-hmm. on things.
1: Yeah, and just don't forget the company that you work with. Make sure that they understand the end of arm tooling and the vision systems and the work cells. So they can maximize the robot's output,
0: yeah that's right, so so now, on your forty five thousand dollar estimation, mm-hmm. if I was putting that together, that would be the cost of the robot. We still got the stand and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. so it's according to how big the robot is. now a forty five thousand dollar robot's a pretty small robot, okay, that's probably a you know say a, say a four to six kilogram robot okay so um if it's if we're doing palletizing or something like that, we may need a Uh, a 50-kilogram robot, something, you know, 50 kilograms. That's industrial. (laughs) Well, they're all industrial robots. Even I'm using processing on the industrial robot. You can get a collaborative for that roughly $45,000. That's actually probably a little on the light side as well. But that's not including end-of-arm tooling and stuff you're talking about. And so – you definitely uh, are going to be thinking about more than that, so it needs to be figured into your ROI. But again, I just show well, you just showed us how a hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars automation project has a one year, actually less than one year mm-hmm. ROI. So have fun and go. If, even if you change your rule and say, nope, two year ROI, I'm not even looking at that. It's got to be one year or less. You just showed them how to do that. So that's going to be small means a lot of parts. Um, you know, it can be quick. For that amount of money, that can be an industrial robot there and be fast and accurate. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have the payload and then the reach. It needs to be somewhat close. So if it's you know forty-five thousand um, dollars, our Homwa product, the robot's you know twelve kilograms and one point three meter reach, is a forty-one thousand dollar. But they've got the best ROI of anything out there. Yeah, uh, and they're collaborative. Um, but you still need to guard it in end-of-arm tooling. So even with our uh, Five kilogram robot. It's a 900 millimeter reach. That's thirty thousand, thirty-one thousand, I think, dollars for that robot. So now all of a sudden you could get now you could get to that forty-five thousand potentially. So I mean consider that. And so it really comes down to those kind of things, but it's it's attainable. It is attainable. And then if you're really really not sure, go to ellitech.com, e-l-l-i-t-e-k.com, and check out our pre-engineered robotic work workcells. And again, we're assuming. In this case, we're, we're really focused in on robots. But there's other means of automation, our Cartesian systems, things of that yeah. nature. And we have have those as part of our pre-engineered solutions as well. So whether it's robots, whether it's Cartesian robots, whether it's articulating our robots, scare robots, whatever it is, collaborative robots, or just general pneumatic cylinders bang-banging along with a PLC front end, whatever, automation is more necessary today than it was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. because we had ample workers then, and we don't now. And that's not just young workers. That's that's the old folks. Yeah, <laughs> They're taking early retirement. The baby boomers are on their way out, and we're losing a lot of experience and that kind of stuff. So things are getting different really fast. Capitalize on it now. That's the best thing to do. And then the other thing that you have down here uh, that you listed was green initiatives. Green initiatives. A lot of people, pre-COVID, some people would roll their eyes at green initiatives. It's, you know, why are we going to spend money on that, you know, to to be greener, less energy? Because honestly, we had plenty of labor. We had plenty of demand. We were kind of, we saw how we were kind of on a down, but we had been in an up overall. So production, manufacturing in the United States was really strong. But now we have labor shortage. So labor shortage means we might have to, if you can't automate it, you're going to have to get people in place for that. If you don't have those people and you can't automate it, then now you're going to have to spend money on people to attract them to you. So where are you getting that money? Green initiatives means energy savings. That's real money. We talked about energy audits. That's real money. Robots, just like this, but even people, if you look at your process as far as energy usage, you mentioned that earlier, making this widget on third shift versus first shift when utility rates are, are lower That's real money savings. So it's not about just sticking that in the company's pocket and putting it in the company's wallet, reallocating that Mm -hmm. budget to take care of their people, to automate, and that kind of thing. So all these things should be considered— in the post-COVID ROI equation. The traditional equation, which you've laid out very beautifully here, of what are you gonna, you know, what's your what's your labor usage, how many people it takes on a process and how many shifts, and what that cost is, what's your total hardware cost and installation cost gonna be, and then we do the math to pull that out and see what the ROI is. What you've shown here now is by post-COVID requirements, we need to start looking at how to reallocate budgets, how much the ripples actually affect Automating this pulls not just reduces people, but it takes us uh, someone away from that process and reclassifies them to a more expensive, longer ROI process, which now in effect is money we didn't have to spend. Mm -hmm. An absence of spending is making money, right? Mm -hmm. Some would say the federal government could take a take a a bit of uh, advice from that, but that's real. So that's what we're talking about. So this is a great topic for today. Great topic. You got some references here?
1: Oh no, that was just for my internal. <laughs>
0: oh. Well, let me give you a reference <laughs> www.ellatech.com. Uh, give us a call even if you're not in our region in, in, in our in our area. We, we would love to hear from you. We would love to help you. Our mission statement, of course, is to empower. Our clients, our customers, and if you're within reach of this podcast, which means you're pretty much on planet Earth, then you qualify as someone we want to empower. If you're in the, in the automation or manufacturing industry, uh, hopefully we can help you and provide you with some of our experiences. We don't know it all. But we know some, and, uh, and that's, our, that's our goal. Second of all, if you are in our region and you want training, go to our website, check out our training side. There's a, there's a form there that you can fill out. We'll have our schedules updated soon and start uh, laying those out. Beth does a stupendous job with our website, but also with our social media. And so keep an eye on LinkedIn and things of that nature, and you'll be able to see when those—I'm sure you'll post when oh, those schedules like, come yes, out and all yes. that kind of stuff. And what am I missing?
1: I don't know. If, if you like what you hear, uh, give us a five-star rating and review. If you listen on Apple, yeah, give us a five-star rating and review. Don't forget to share and like and follow us. Thank you for listening.
0: Yep. All right. So, Beth, thank you again for this, for this topic right. today.
1: Thanks for your unique perspective, Brandon. Well,
0: I, I hope it's correct. I think it is. It is. So it qualifies as brandology. So this actually got a got a good helping of Bethology in here as well. So thank you for your research and thank you for your uh, help today.
1: Hey, thanks for your insights and thank you all for listening.
0: So guys, have a fantastic first of July. And we will see you near the end of July again with our next podcast. So stay tuned. Also, make sure you subscribe, like she said, and you can hear about what the next things are going to be. We publish every two weeks, every other Tuesday. So industrial animation doesn't have to. I'm Brandon. See you later. See you later, alligator. Thanks.